Welcome to today's issues. Join us for the next hour as we offer a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome, folks, to today's issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. Last day, Tim should be back in the captain's chair tomorrow. And uh, he's back from, be back from a trip. And joining me in studio, Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Yeah, I, I need sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. Because I'm looking at Ed's shirt. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of kind of wild there, Ed. Well, listen, first, I'll explain that in a second. First of all, if you want to see my shirt, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You can go to Facebook or YouTube, search for Today's Issues, and click through, and you can watch this program. Uh, yes, I've gotten some flag for it. It is purple with little blue, uh, I guess, palm, palm trees, trees on it. It's a Hawaiian shirt. Now, I've been telling people Is there around, a donkey there? No, no donkey. What what is that in the water? There's something coming out of the water. Uh, it's a Star it's, Trek. It's, it's, it's Godzilla. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, my my wife told me because I love these little Hawaiian shirts, you know, the untucked things. Yeah. And um, yesterday I dressed up a little bit more, had slacks and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I love you know blue jeans and the untucked Hawaiian shirt. And my wife told me, she said, "I I know you need some new shirts. No more Hawaiian shirts for you." And I was I was disappointed. Oh, I was okay. disappointed. I, you know, I, you say, "Aren't you the man of the house, Ed?" Well, sometimes. <laughs> and uh, so last night I get uh, no, actually she came to my office at lunchtime. She had been out to a local store and found shirts on sale. Okay, on the rack, uh, and they were almost all Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> So she started pulling these out. I thought you said no more Hawaiian shirts. She said these were cheaper. <laughs> so and this one's purple, um, almost a lilac. And so uh, I told someone here in the studio this morning. I said, "Well, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is there are more Hawaiian shirts. The bad news is there are more Hawaiian <laughs> shirts coming." So anyway, Chris Woodward is also in studio. Good morning to you, Chris. Good morning. Yeah, very nice plaid shirt. Oh, yeah, thank you. You're very very. Very 1950s, you know, I just, uh, I, have, I did, I have seen, uh, all the episodes of Leave it to Beaver, uh, a few times now. I've been watching reruns of that since I was a kid. And now actually, interestingly enough, my oldest daughter, uh, really likes it too. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. Watching something I grew up watching, which I know other people grew up watching as well. And it's not a sin to watch it. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's actually the first few seasons are very well written. Yeah. Uh, I know it's from, you know, 60 some odd years ago, uh, but some of the, uh, the writing uh, of it and the dialogue is very well done. Yeah. I, I told somebody and then folks, I promise we're going to get to something more substantial, but I was talking to someone about a month ago and, uh, told them that I had started streaming old episodes, well, they're all old, of The Rifleman. Oh, oh yeah. That old show with yeah, Chuck, yeah. Chuck yeah. Connors. Uh -huh. And, uh, man, the first few episodes, he, like, preached. <laughs> you know, he, he did a he he did like a mini-sermon to his son, Mark, right. about Job. Really? And jo and Mar his son was complaining, and he started talking to him about the Bible and about mm -hmm. Job and suffering. And, mm -hmm. and I just thought, I mean, I got chills because I thought this is this is the way television should be, yeah. Yeah. and then it was sad because I realized how far we had today, fallen as a country. Uh, Rachel Maddow would pull her hair out, and Chris Rock would have made a joke about it at the Oscars, and probably would have got slapped, probably, you know, by Will Smith again in a loving way, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, 
Chris, what do we got uh, coming up? Well, we do want to bring attention. I know a lot of people are already aware of this and are keeping tabs on their local weather, but uh, today's going to be another nasty day for a lot of Americans. Uh, severe weather I'm talking about. Uh, USA Today puts it this way, another multi-day severe weather outbreak is on tap for the central, southern, and eastern U.S. this week. Uh, storms in the deep south are expected to be severe today and states including Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Uh, We can expect really strong to severe winds, 75 miles per over, uh, and over, I should say, and uh, maybe even some strong EF2 and above tornadoes. So as we have talked about oftentimes when we expect bad weather, please keep a tab on your local forecasts. Yes. You know, we're in Tupelo, Mississippi. I can't tell you what it looks like in Oklahoma or Huntsville, Alabama, or Baton Rouge. Yeah. Well, we just we do ask for folks who uh, who are in these areas that are going to be hit by uh, tough weather, but then also those who are outside those areas, please pray. Uh, Fred, you mentioned that the uh, the map that you saw, I saw it also this morning. Yes. Uh, the state w- that uh, is home to our flagship station and a number of uh, our our stations in our network, which is thirty six states. Um, but Mississippi, yes. that's the home. It's right in the bullseye. It sure is. You know, when I get up, I get up fairly early in the morning, and, and it is still March, March 30th. But when I look, we have a, a thermometer inside that also measures the outside temp. Yeah. At 4.30 this morning, it was 69 degrees outside. That that's is a bad sign. never a good sign. Right. <laughs> I've lived here long enough now, almost 25 years 69 degrees at 4.30 in the morning, Yeah, uh, it's not going to be a good day. Yeah. So be be careful out there, folks. Yeah. And listen, kudos to weather technology today. Yes. They have been talking about this coming our way for days. Yeah. yeah. And sure. extremely accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So thankful for that. All right. Continue on, Chris. Well, uh, this is huge news, and it's something we've covered for over a year now, off and on. Uh, on this program as well as on American Family News. The update with this case is this. A Finnish court has upheld the right to free speech by dismissing all charges against Finnish parliamentarian Pavi Rosnin and Bishop Juhana Pajola. Uh, In a unanimous ruling, the Helsinki District Court concluded that it is not for the District Court to interpret biblical concepts. And they went on to order uh, the prosecution uh, to pay more than 60,000 euros in legal expenses, uh, and they've given them seven days to appeal the ruling. Guys, this is that case where years ago, uh, this woman, Pavi Rosnan, if I said her name correctly, she went on Twitter and she tweeted things to her church leadership. They had moved in a direction on the LGBT issues that she didn't agree with, and she was trying to confront them publicly through Twitter, gave them some Bible verses about sexuality, and uh, her views on that issue, um, and she was brought up basically on hate charges for doing that, and, and not, not by the religious leaders. Oh, but no, by the the government. Poli- yeah, by the yes. government. The government, and in the in that investigation, they went as far back as like 2004 and found a pamphlet that her bishop had put together on marriage and sexuality uh, that she was heavily involved with in terms of publishing and distributing things like that. She basically, despite free speech rights in her country, Finland. She basically was brought up on hate charges, um, and this has been a case that's been on our radar. Again, we've talked about it a lot here. We don't often bring in good news or get to talk about good news on this program, but this is very positive uh, information coming out of Europe today. Mm-hmm. Well, Fred, one of the things that uh, has been noted, and by the way, tip of the hat to American Family News. Fred, you're the news director. Chris 
is a news reporter for uh, AFN. Um, one of the things that has been noted in this case is that Finland does have free speech rights. Uh, they're not they're not the same as we have here, and that's mm-hmm. uh, America really is a standout when it mm-hmm. comes to the the depth of our rights here. But they did have free speech rights. Um, but what had happened over the years is that homosexual rights had also been elevated. And what do you do when they come into conflict? We're learning that here in this country. Yes. What happens when First Amendment rights come into conflict with now you have Supreme Court decisions and local ordinances from municipalities, state laws, et cetera? What happens when those things come into conflict? And this is good news that Finland has said uh, that you don't, you, you can't veto the religious freedoms and free speech rights of people you disagree with. And, he, and they, the Christian faith was specifically mentioned. Oh, yeah. And uh, here's what's really interesting. We we're talking about this in our story meeting this morning. It was actually the Bible on trial. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's be very clear about this. The high profile trial, I'm reading from a press release here. Uh, received significant attention, particularly after the prosecution attacked core Christian teachings and cross-examined the bishop and uh, and Pave Rossinen, uh, the member of parliament, on their theology in court. The prosecutor began the first day of the trial by arguing that the case was not about beliefs of the Bible. She then proceeded, the prosecutor, to quote Old Testament Bible verses and criticize the phrase, love the sinner, hate the sin. So it was the Bible that was on trial in this case. And, you know, you're exactly right, Ed. Uh, people may say, well, that's Europe. You know, it's turned left many years ago, et cetera, et cetera. Need we remind people about Christian florists in this country and yes. Christian bakers and Christian photographers? Web designers. Web designers yeah. who have all been hauled into court. Baronel Stutzman, uh, the Christian florist out in the Seattle area. Right. Basically, they shut her business down yeah. because she wouldn't supply flowers to a homosexual wedding. Yeah, and there are also other things, the Equality Act. Mm-hmm. There are have been in the past moves to change the FCC regulations for radio, for example. Mm-hmm. We, we, we are far from out of the woods, folks. Yes. Even though we have a conservative majority on the Supreme Court, that helps us. But there is still an awful lot of hostility against God, against Jesus Christ, against the Bible, and against the followers of Christ, and people have to prepare for it. But this is good news. Let me just ask one thing, Chris. I know you, you're wanting to say one additional mm-hmm. thing. Did you mention who defended these two? Well, uh, we need to give well, props she to had Well, she had her own personal attorneys there, but ADF International did uh, assist in this case. They didn't represent her directly, okay. uh, but they were heavily involved in the case and offered you know, information. They've done a lot of press on That's her. That's Alliance behalf. Defending Freedom. Alliance Defending Freedom, the international arm. I actually, uh, looks like I'm going to be speaking with somebody from ADF International today at 12 noon. Okay. So perhaps I'll have some audio uh, this afternoon on our newscast or for another show, maybe tomorrow Okay. Uh, on today's issues. I'll be sure to uh, bring in whatever they tell me. I do want to mention this. You mentioned the, the hostility uh, towards Christians and, and people of faith on these kinds of issues. I do have some sound here right now. 
uh, of Paul Coleman. He is an attorney with ADF International. And this is a soundbite we've aired on the show before, but Paul was a guest recently on Washington Watch with Tony Perkins, which we air in the afternoons on AFR. And Paul Coleman said the process with these things is often worse than the punishment, clip two. These charges hang over you for years. You're accused of these crimes. It takes years. And even if you eventually clear your name at the end of it, you would drag through the courts trying to protect your reputation for, for years and years. I think that's important to remember because when you go to the Lord in prayer today, as we all should throughout the day, uh, you know, thank God for the good news involving her, but pray that she has the strength to get through because the next few days are going to be very difficult. You know, people, oftentimes people, they pay, they don't pay a lot of attention to tweets, but because it was on Twitter, because this case has been in the news, Fox News, CNN, a whole host of news outlets have covered it. Uh, people are going to remember her. People are going to talk, you know, about her. Not everybody's going to be positive. Well, and you mentioned Baronel Stutzman. Mm-hmm. Th- that has that has gone on for years yes. where she's defended herself, and I think she's finally exhausted her appeals mm-hmm. and ha- has, I- at least in this life, you know, lost. Mm-hmm. But that's what precisely what this gentleman was talking about. You can, it can be exhausting and financially ruinous yes. to eat, just defend yourself. Yeah. Against the uh, the uh, the big moneyed attacks sometimes that uh, come against folks. I, I was glad to see in this finished case that the judge has fined the prosecution yes. sixty thousand euros. They have to pay for the legal costs. Exactly, and so that's another positive coming out of this case. Right. All right, Chris, what else? Well, we, uh, we've got some other uh, positive news, and you can find this on our website, AFN.net. A federal judge in Texas is barring the Navy from taking action for now against sailors who have objected to getting a COVID shot. Uh, a lot of sailors are, are claiming religious exemptions or asking for a religious exemption not to get the COVID shot that President Biden, the Defense Secretary, and other members of the Biden administration say they must get in order to remain an active member of uh, the military, but a federal judge is barring the Navy from now from taking action against those sailors. This was U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor. Um, he had um, a, this has been in the courts for weeks. And First Liberty Institute out of Texas is among the law firms that have gone to court on the behalf of these sailors. Chad Groning actually did a story um, featuring Mike Berry of First Liberty Institute talking about this update here. And I have the audio. It is clip six. We knew early on that we wanted to expand the relief from just the 35 seals that we represent. We wanted to help as many people as we could. So we submitted a, a motion to the judge asking him to expand this to a class action for the entire Navy. And that's what he did. I think the law is in our favor and the facts are in our favor. So I have a high degree of confidence. I mean, no lawyer is ever going to tell you that they are 100% confident, but I feel as strongly about this case as I have about any other case that we have. You just need to make sure that the judges are also in our favor. Fred, this is uh, a different topic, but it is the same kind of fallout that can happen. A lot of these men and women in the military uh, have been battling for their own jobs, their careers for months now because of the Biden mandates. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, President Biden was a bully on this issue. Yes. Bullying members of the federal government, bullying bullying members of the military, those in uh, the healthcare industry, uh, threatening people with their livelihoods. But these are individuals who 
Uh, maybe, I don't know whether the government will appeal this or not, but these folks have been waiting for months to find out whether they still have a career. That's, that is wearying to people. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, uh, we've heard so much over the last two years, you must follow the science. You must follow the science. So when this first came out, these military personnel were, were, were threatened with dishonorable discharge. Yes. Now, if you know anything about the military, if you get a dishonorable discharge, that is a mark on you for life. Uh, it'll affect whether, whether you get a job somewhere else when you, you get You lose out. pensions, too, you don't you? You lose pensions, all of those sorts of things. In the interest of full disclosure, I have a family member on the Army side of things that is going through this right now. Now, I think Chris has a clip from Matt Staver that's yeah. coming up. There is another lawsuit going forward now to move this beyond the Navy into the other arms of their military, the Army, the Marines, and the Air Force, because there are thousands yeah. have now applied based on religious exemption. And again, the science has proven you can have all the boosters you want. Right. You can still get COVID. Uh, and you can still pass it on to other people. Right. So so why is the restriction there now? If you have natural immunity, you, get, you go have a blood test, you've got lots of antibodies, you're just as secure with regards to passing it along to someone else as someone who's been vaccinated. So, so, so the science, the bottom has fallen out of that argument. So why are you persecuting these people? Yeah. That's the this, question. And as we're going to see, we mm -hmm. do have a couple of stories. I'm not sure whether it's Steve bringing who's, – who's, who has a story on the CDC? And the, oh, and the, that was Steve. All right. Yeah. So in the next hour, folks, Steve Jordahl will bring a story. This is pretty stunning but not surprising about the CDC and the teachers' unions. <laughs> you talk about collusion. Yeah. And you talk about it. this not being about the science. You want to stick around for that. But – we're going to find out, I think, that this there there were a lot of individuals for whom this was about the science in mm -hmm. the medical community. They did what they thought was best at the time, all right? But there is also a significant layer to this story, mostly in the federal government, that this was about power mm -hmm. and this was about control, not just science. Science was a component, but then it turned out that science was malleable. Yeah. It could be twisted to serve political purposes, and that is going to eventually infuriate a lot of people. Now, uh, as Fred mentioned here, we do have some sound from Mad Staver of Liberty Council, another law firm going to court for Navy personnel, but also other members of the military. And regardless of what people might think about COVID shots, Staver says it is flat out wrong to require or force COVID shots on the military, specifically military service members of faith. Clip seven. It's wrong. It's a violation of not only the First Amendment, but particularly the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, a very strong and powerful law that protects religious freedom. All the courts that have reviewed this matter have concluded the same thing. There was this blanket disapproval, denial of all these religious accommodation requests. And frankly, these people are abusively treated. They're threatened. Uh, they are intimidated. Uh, they have unbelievable kinds of pressure that's placed on them to get these shots or to forego their religious convictions. So I think what happened in this case where the class certification is applicable to the Navy, I think we're going to see that domino effect going to the other five branches of the military outside of the Navy, which includes the Space Force as well. And that's what our goal is in our case, Navy SEAL 1 versus Austin, which covers all the branches of the military.
And, and just, I know we have some folks listening who have been members of the military in the past. And I, I was a member of the military and getting vaccinations and needles because you're going to be deployed different places in the world. But the shots that I received for, you know, smallpox, hepatitis, and all of those sorts of things, those were well tested for years. Right. One of the big, we don't know about side effects on this. This is one of the other major concerns. I was listening to a doctor. Especially, on, excuse me, Fred, for young men. Yes. And women. Young, yes. We've heard the stories of the soccer players in Europe, yes, yes, et cetera, right. et cetera. But there was a doctor yesterday, Dr. Mark McCary, I think his name is. He's on Fox. He is a doctor that has a, a, a license to practice in Washington, D.C. You may have heard yesterday, Pfizer and Maduro both came out. We've got the fourth shot ready to go or the fifth shot, whatever it is, ready to go. And he says, I'm not going to take that. He's been vaccinated, but he says, I'm not going to take these shots. Right. First of all, you have not explained to me. This is a medical doctor. He's actually with John Hopkins. Mm -hmm. This is a medical doctor who's saying, I don't... Why, why are you telling me I have to take another shot? You have not proven to me in any way, shape, or form that I need that. And he is now facing, and to his credit, Washington, D.C. says, we're going to remove your medical license. He says, that's fine. I'll practice in Maryland. So this is, a, this is a doctor at Johns Hopkins? Yes. And he's saying, you're not going to force me. I'm not going to bow to your pressure, Washington, D.C., to take this extra shot in order to be fully vaccinated. Yeah. You have not proven to me this again, he's with John Hopkins. You have not proven to me I need this. You're just coming out here and saying, take it. And I'm not gonna take it. It's some this listen, folks, it it just irks me to no end. When I hear these people, whether it's Joe Biden or somebody else, CDC, Walensky at CDC saying, you know, you must get this shot. You must get this shot. Or your friend there, what's his name? Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, he's not my friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, you know, I know, I don't. People are fed up with this. There was a poll that came out, an AP poll earlier this week. Folks are fed up with this. Yeah. Oh, Mass yeah. mandates, you're telling me another shot? Why? Because well, there's so many people out there who have been vaccinated that are getting it again. Jen Psaki's got it for the, like the third time. Yeah, I know somebody that has, uh, she um, is, she lives in the Nashville area, and she said they came down with uh, what they now think is COVID, uh, even though she's had three shots, and she probably joked on Twitter that, you know, at, at this point I'm ready to sue Pfizer, because <laughs> what, what was the point? You know, well, you know, one booster, okay. Maybe it wasn't ready. Maybe it didn't work in everybody. One booster, okay. But four? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, listen, the, w what we are learning, some of us have already learned this, but Americans, all Americans are starting to learn about the genius of our founding fathers who, and let me explain what I mean by that. When they fashioned our Constitution, they understood this principle about government. You separate powers. You do not co uh, concentrate power. When you concentrate political power, you get tyranny. Mm -hmm. That is, folks, that is as simple as I can put it. That's why we have federalism. That's why we have federal, state, local government. That's why in the federal government they separated powers amongst the three branches. But th our federal government over the last 100 years or so, but especially in the last 50,
has become so concentrated, so removed from the voters with all these alphabet soup departments mm-hmm. under the auspices of the federal government, we're dealing with encroaching tyranny yeah. and increasing control over every facet of our lives from Washington, D.C. Yeah. And we have not learned the thinking behind our own constitution and we're paying for it yeah all right folks we are going to take a short break and when we come back more of today's issues you're listening to today's issues on the american family radio network again we'll be back in a couple minutes please join us AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. My father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. The Parental Rights and Education Bill is now the law of the land in Florida, and the radical sex and gender crowd has been triggered. Their cronies in the mainstream media labeled the bill, don't say gay, but the word gay is never mentioned in the legislation. The law bans educators from teaching about gender identity and sexual orientation in grades kindergarten through third grade. It also allows parents to have a say in what their kids are learning. Now, it sounds pretty reasonable to everybody except the radical sex and gender revolutionaries, like Florida kindergarten teacher Corey Bernhardt. He told MSNBC he was very disappointed that he would not be able to share about his gay love life with the five-year-olds in his classrooms. Folks, kindergartners should be learning their ABCs, not LGBTs. I want to encourage you to check out my latest book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation, available at ToddStearns.com. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life 
in my hands. Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. And welcome back to today's issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. I am joined in studio by Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward. Uh, Folks, if uh, you would like to listen to American Family Radio when you're away from your terrestrial radio station, I just like saying terrestrial. That's why I say it that way. Uh, You can download the AFR app onto your phone or other portable device, and you can listen anywhere. I mean anywhere in the world. To You can listen to American Family Radio as long as you have a good signal. And uh, if you would like to listen to AFR on your computer, you can go to AFR.net. We stream all of our programming, the audio of it, uh, you won't be able to see me in my Hawaiian shirts, but you <laughs> will be able to listen to the audio, live audio of all our programming throughout the day. If you miss a program, you can also download the podcast of those programs at AFR.net. All right, Chris, what do we got? Well, uh, AFA sent out uh, some information yesterday, uh, the headline being Christians should boycott Disney's new film Lightyear. Uh, And it begins by saying earlier this year, and to the delight of parents everywhere, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and the state legislature passed the Parental Rights in Education Bill, which prohibits public schools from indoctrinating children grades K through 3 with pro-gay, pro-transgender propaganda. Disney initially said it wasn't really going to take sides on this, uh, and then because people on the radical LGBTQIA plus uh, left uh, started complaining, uh, Disney decided, okay, we're going to start doing more to help out uh, that community, and we're, they started speaking out against the uh, the bill in Florida, or laws, I should say. Uh, and as a result of all this, Disney has decided it will restore a previously cut lesbian kissing scene in its June Pixar release of the upcoming kids' movie Lightyear, based on the Buzz Lightyear character from the uh, Toy Story series. So um, here we are again with uh, more controversial material that kids are going to see and be indoctrinated through a Disney movie. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're going to talk some more about this issue here in just a moment. I do want to draw your attention, folks, if you're listening, to AFA.net. That is our home website for the entire ministry of American Family Association. AFR.net is for American Family Radio, a division of American Family Association. If you go to AFA.net, you will see at the top of the page this action alert. We're asking people to sign a petition to boycott this one film. All right. And we're going to talk about this here in, as I said, in just a moment. This is a film that had the, uh, the powers that be at Disney. Uh, Pixar had developed the movie. There was a same-sex lesbian kiss in the movie. They, I think, rightly cut it out. And then in response to the Florida bill, they basically thumbed their nose at people who have concern over this and said, well, we're putting it back in so that all the kids who go to see this movie, all your kids, your grandkids, will come away believing that it is normal, natural, and moral for people to be 
involved in the homosexual lifestyle. And so what we have decided is, folks, when you can, we're going to, you're not going to believe some of the stuff you're going to hear in just a moment. All right. When you put money into the coffers of Disney and they in turn seduce your kids and your grandkids with a pagan view of human sexuality and gender, well, how do you think God is going to uh, respond to that sort of indoctrination? And, and, and it's not that they're sneaking up and doing it behind your back. If you take your kids to it and let Disney speak to the hearts and minds of your children and teach them that you're a bigot and that the Bible is wrong and that Jesus Christ is wrong, how do you think God views that? I, I just got to tell you, it's just one movie to boycott. We're we're going to gauge where the church is because of this one little project that we're doing. We're asking you to sign this petition and commit to boycotting. Send the message to Disney that your kids, your grandkids are your own, and you don't want Disney stepping between you and your children. All right, this, uh, this has gone People are going ballistic over yes. this. Yes, this is this is not something that's going to be hidden away in a corner. Disney's not going to be able to sweep under the rug. There are all kinds of videos coming out. I watched videos just a little while ago. Someone posted them of a Zoom meeting where members in the power structure of Disney said, "We are going." to continue to push this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got some audio here. It's a combination of a couple of things. First, uh, we've got audio from Disney leadership talking about their gay and trans agenda. And then I've got some reaction from Fox commentator Douglas Murray talking about the invented controversy over the Florida Parental Rights and Education Bill, clip three. Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to, like, my like not at all secret gay agenda i was just wherever i could just basically adding queerness to like the, if you see anything queer in the show i'm proud of them but like I, I just was like no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me when we brought the fireworks back to the magic kingdom we no longer say ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we say dreamers of all ages we just saw recently a walkout by disney disney staff about a totally invented claim by members of the company about the bill uh, that Ron DeSantis passing in Florida. Uh, they, they, they fell completely into the leftist propaganda that this very basic uh, set of claims that, you know, you shouldn't teach gender nonsense in schools was in fact a so-called don't say gay bill and then you get a walk out of Disney employees. All right, so this, this has been going on. In fact, um, uh, I have uh, been going through some old files. I am probably going to write a blog. We're coming up in April, Fred, uh, on the 25th anniversary of the groundbreaking episode of Ellen. Mm. Ellen DeGeneres was the actress. The show's name was Ellen back mm. April 30th, 1997. I won't ever forget, okay, when her character came out as the first homosexual lead character in television history, okay? It was an ABC program. Disney promoted it. In fact, I have, and again, I have very thick files on this, so I'm going to have to go through a whole bunch of stuff to get this written, but I remember Disney 
executives saying they didn't think the script for that show was gay enough. They wanted more gay in it. And Disney has actually led the charge over the years. And now we have people on video in Zoom meetings saying uh, one of the high up, uh, the co corporate president, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, I was just watching her on video saying she wants half of all Disney characters to be LGBTQ, all right? And that they are going to stuff their shows with queerness, that's their word, mm -hmm. and they are going to promote this to, uh, to the ceiling. And I'm telling you, folks, you have got to draw the line sometimes. That's why we're saying we're picking this one film. Mm -hmm. Let them know. Mm -hmm. If you don't let them know, that Christians will not tolerate this being pushed to their kids and grandkids. This is going to the moon and back, yeah. and and they won't they won't back down next time. So, uh, Fred, this is this is a reflection of a pagan sexuality that has crept back into our country and is threatening to drown us all in filth. You know it, what's interesting. They can't be doing it. When you look at what's the Disney's motive, it's not financial. I mean, the homosexual transgender community in this country represents single digits. Right. Am I safe in saying that? Yes. In so, fact, we will, I think, with Steve, have a, a, a clip on that to, yeah. to, to show the difference between what people, how big people think the gay community is and what it actually is. Yeah. So it can't be for financial reasons. It has got to be uh, like many corporations in this country now, and you don't understand it. They will punish a state that tries to bring in laws that keeps boys from going into girls' bathrooms. And I think I think I'm talking about North Carolina. Yes, back back a few years ago, and big companies who happen to do business in China, where they persecute Christians and others, uh, a communist government, they won't boycott going right. to that country but they'll pick on a state that tries to bring in a law to protect little girls in their bathrooms. Right. I mean, this makes no sense. It goes back to what we've talked about many times. This is spiritual. Yes. Let's, let's be very clear about this. And need we remind people, Disney now attacking what is now law in Florida. Don't, and, and, and the media and others call it don't say gay. Mm -hmm. We need to remind people what this law does is say to schools, you cannot take a little five-year-old and a six-year-old and a seven-year-old and teach them homosexual Ass. doctrine, all right? You cannot teach that little ki kid in kindergarten. You can't up to grade three. That's what this law says, that parents have to be aware of what's going on. And Disney says, no, we're standing with the... Uh, with the idea that parents should have no involvement, should not be told by the school when their school is indoctrinating these precious little kids. Think about this. Think about this. I think you mentioned this yesterday. Can you imagine a school or a teacher that says, I'm going to share the gospel. Right. I'm going to share the gospel with five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, and I'm not going to tell the parents. Right. I'm not going to tell the parents I'm doing this. You would have the wrath oh, yeah. of the mainstream media all over you on this. Oprah would have already had the sit-down interview right. in some garden somewhere. Exactly. But 
these same people at Disney, corporate leaders in Disney saying, we don't think parents have the right to know right. that their kids are going to be indoctrinated. And we are also going, we are also going to teach your children about pro-gay and pro-trans ideology in our films. In our films, yes. In so our parents, kids' films. In our kids' in, yeah. in children's films. I think one reason, too, why a lot of people are, are saying or portraying themselves as being so upset about this is because they assume Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is going to run for president in 2024 or someone's going to push him to run for that office. And so I think that's part of the reason why people are making as big a deal out of it as possible. They want to go ahead and get the narrative out there that he's a bigot, uh, that he's not in favor of these kinds of things, that schools can't say and do certain stuff to help your kids and all that stuff. That's that's part of the reason why uh, I think a lot of people are, are as critical about this bill or law is, is one thing. The other issue that concerns me, and it's beyond just Disney, a lot of corporations now, for whatever reason, they've decided to inject themselves into these political battles. We cannot function as a country if businesses are going to govern us. Right. Okay, like we don't elect the board members of Angie's List or whatever it's called nowadays. We don't we don't choose who's running Disney and all these other things. But those companies have a greater influence, and it's been getting worse by the year since I've been here. Um, to the point where they're basically deciding the laws that govern all of us. And that's not how a society should function. Well, uh, and What's the point of an election at that point? Well, and let me address one of the um, arguments that I've heard over the years. We've been, AFA has been involved in a lot of boycotts. Mm-hmm. One of the arguments that I have heard, even from Christians, who say companies have the right to do whatever they want if you don't like it, don't buy their product. Okay, now, first of all, that's what we're saying about this movie. <laughs> mm. Folks, vote with your wallets. But to those Christians who would say that, let me see if you really believe that, all right? And let me see if you really believe what the Bible says about spirituality and morality. If a company was pouring sludge and polluting the river in the community in which we all lived, would you say... If you don't like what they're doing, just don't give them money. Don't buy their products. Or would you say, and I know what the answer is, <laughs> listen, you're polluting the co- the community we all live in, okay? It's not just about buying or not buying your product. You're polluting our community, all right? I think we all know we would all be in agreement that we can all hold the company to account for what it's doing to all of us not just the people who support or don't support the company with their purchasing dollars. What we are arguing is that Disney is and companies like that are polluting, morally polluting, the country we all live in, the culture, mm-hmm. that this is not okay with God Almighty, folks. I, I Listen, I'm not even talking about the Constitution, or I'm not even talking about the parental rights and education bill i'm talking about almighty god this is not okay with him this attempt to capture the hearts and minds of our children and grandchildren and twist them so that they come out of school opposed to the bible this is not okay Mm. and what i'm saying is that disney is polluting morally polluting our culture and we all have a right to speak out against that because we all live here. Amen. So, Amen. 
my sermon's concluded. Well, well you, I, I, yeah. we, we just we just have to try to bring home again and again and again, and I've talked about this before, that many times it seems in the Christian community they are asleep to this because they're not being alerted to it in their churches. This, these kinds of things that we've just been talking about should be talked about on Sunday morning. Right. I'm not saying every sermon. Right. But at least make your congregation, your sheep, aware of what is going on. It should be talked about in Sunday school classes because you got in Sunday school classes, you've got mom and dads that may be planning a trip right now with their kids right. this summer down to Disney. Sure. You need to be aware. Disney wants the minds of your, your, your kids, mom and dad, twisted and turned away from godly things. Yes, I don't think that's an overstatement. No, I, I, I absolutely agree. And let me just let me just say a couple other things that may sound a little radical, all right? <clears throat> you do not have to be entertained. There's no commandment in Scripture that you must be entertained. Now, I understand what it costs and what it would cost for parents and grandparents to take a stand and to say, no, we're not going to support this film, or we might not go to Disney or whatever. So let me just throw one other warning in. Okay, and I'm not trying to be your conscience. This is between you and God. This is a discussion that you should be having in church. First of all, preachers, don't be cowards. Don't be cowards where the battle is the hottest. It's one thing to say, I am absolutely in favor of us helping the poor. Everybody wants to help the poor. You, everybody gets applauded for working at a food kitchen or having a food kitchen. Okay. I'm talking about where you risk something, okay? And you risk something when you step up and address these issues. But also, here's the warning from the book of Hebrews. Don't sell your birthright for a bowl of soup, mm. all right? Don't don't you dare, okay? And I am, I'm just in preach mode. <laughs> uh, maybe this is going too far. But be very careful about selling your birthright. Uh, that's what the Bible warns against, being an, like an ungodly man like Esau who sold his birthright. What do I mean by that? Don't you sell out your Christian faith just so you can have a drink at the Disney water fountain. Yeah. All right? They make some great stuff. Not all their stuff is filled with this garbage. Okay? True. They make some good stuff. I'm not saying you, you can't stream a Disney movie. Okay, I'm not your conscience. And anyway. they do offer a variety of the, you know, the classics. The, the yes, the family focused, friendly things on Disney Plus. So I am not. I am not saying. I, I, what I am saying is, for the, for the opportunity to have a little fun with your kids to watch Lightyear, I'm afraid some Christians will be getting awfully close to selling their birthright. Your Christian faith, your Christian witness. What will you be able to say? Next time something comes, it's even worse. Is that when you're going to draw the line? Then people are going to say, well, you went to see Lightyear. So I'm just saying, folks, think about these things. Pray about these things. Moms and dads, uh, grandmother, grandfather, have these kinds of discussions because increasingly Christians are going to have to make these decisions. You may not make it now, but eventually you're going to have to choose whom you're going to serve. Yeah. You know, several years ago when they did the live-action version of Beauty and the Beast, uh, there was a big uh, news event for days uh, around um, what was described at the time as a homosexual encounter uh, between two characters of the film. And and some people saw it and they took away from it that, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. People made a mountain out of a molehill, all these other things. 
uh, I've heard people point out with the Lightyear situation that it's not the main characters or it's not it's it's in a background shot or all, all these other things that people excuse away or find a reason to justify it or or deal with it and that kind of thing. At some point, though, it's going to be the main focus of the film, right? Like it it. Because they're doing it now, if if people don't, as you say, take a stand now, uh, it's going to be the main subject uh, for a Disney film. Uh, it'll probably start out on the streaming platform, then they'll put it in theaters, and then by that point, it's just the norm. And I know some people are going to say, well, that's an exaggeration. It's hyperbole. We just heard from people that work for Disney saying, I will take every step I can to make sure we get all this stuff in there. Right. Well, listen, I, I don't want to keep going because I think we've kind of beat this horse. Uh, but, folks, this is this is coming. This is coming right down Main Street, mm-hmm. and it's coming to your house. Yeah. And you better decide what you're going to do about it. And this is an opportunity. Again, go to AFA.net. You will see front and center at the top this petition. And I am encouraging you to consider boycotting this one film Maybe set, send a message. Here's the hypocrisy of this company. I guess, I, I guess I'm not going to just say this. One other thing. I guarantee, I'm giving you a guarantee, this film, Lightyear, will not be shown in China with a lesbian kiss. Disney will cut that scene because they know China won't allow it. So please don't tell me, Christian parents, that China has a better sense of human sexuality than than we do here in the church. It may not be shown in Muslim countries too. Oh, not not with that not with that kiss they won't. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yes. Mm. All right. I'm done. <laughs> Brent Brent said we we scorched his beard here. So <laughs> All right, what what else what else we got? Well, let's... I'm ex- frankly I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I'll mention this because I think a lot of what drives the narrative on these kinds of issues is the media, right? The media, unfortunately, tells people what the Constitution says, the mainstream media. Uh, They determine what's right or wrong in the culture and uh, religious viewpoints and all this other stuff. Um, And, you know, we've seen, understandably so, a lot of news stories about Ketanji Brown-Jackson, President Biden's nominee to replace Justice Stephen Breyer. Confirmation to vote is expected in the next few weeks, if, if it even goes that long. Um, And there was a poll out today. USA Today was making a big deal out of this. There was a poll from Marquette University, which finds a majority of Americans support KBJ's nomination to the Supreme Court. Two-thirds of people that participated in this poll said they would vote to confirm her if they were senators. Okay, That's after she declined to define a woman, saying she's not a biologist, even though the administration has touted her as the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court of the United States. She declined to define a woman. She did not um, share her view on where life begins with uh, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. She said she had a religious view on that after he pressed her on it, but she wasn't going to use that to decide cases. Um, You take that um, CRT issue, whether Ted Cruz went after her on CRT because uh, she is a board member of a school that Cruz proved had books about CRT for kids that were like babies. Critical critical race theory. Critical race theory, yes. Despite all that information, two-thirds of people say they would vote to confirm her if they were senators. I speculate that not all of these people that responded had any idea that about the gender and the CRT and the life issue. Mm-hmm. They took from 
the confirmation hearings, what MSNBC, CNN, and other networks told them happened in those meetings. Not, not to mention the fact of her previous rulings and representing previous rulings on child pornography. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I she didn't even went, get that, into was that, that. Was that Ted Cruz who brought that up too? Uh, Josh Hawley was really Josh hard Hawley, on her. Yes, that's, right. Yes. that's right. Yeah, that she went really soft on on uh, sentencing people who were found to have hundreds of images of child pornography. Right. And, I mean, she did that liberal twist on that, that somehow the person receiving or taking in the child pornography is the victim. You know, she turned that all around, that they couldn't help it that they had a computer in front of them Mm -hmm. instead of buying a magazine, but they had a computer in front of them. So they shouldn't be held accountable that there are hundreds of images that they downloaded. Yeah, she she apparently did not, uh, and I'm going by what Josh Hawley uh, sent out, so there may be people who don't like the conservative senator from Missouri, but um, her argument was that the society by forcing them to register as a child sex offender mm-hmm. when all they did was download images. And she said that not every image is from a child that is being abused for this horrible purpose, which in itself is bizarre. Mm-hmm. But she said those people are being persecuted by society when all they do is have a, a, a an, a, an impulse that they can't control. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think we, we we hear the echoes of that in, in other areas of human sexuality. But I, I think you're exactly right, Chris. I think that our culture um, was told this is about the first black woman to be nominated, and that's all they're going on. Oh, yeah. And, and the media does control Fox News, of course, being an exception. We're... We're an exception, other conservative outlets, but it seems as if uh, a lot of people are willing to overlook all the, that kind of information if they even heard about it in the first place. All right, folks, we're going to take a five-minute break for news, and when we come back, Steve Jordahl will be in with some interesting news that you won't want to miss. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Again, five-minute break for news, and we will be right back. We certainly hope you'll join us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.